Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, no small talk, no foreplay. I am Marenzi. Get on the grid. SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. We're on the clock right now. The countdown of the National Football League draft. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. We'll step up and in. Thanks to Tony Pauline uh, for joining us. I got all confused after making a couple of trades in my mock draft, and I tore it up. I said, screw it. I'm like Vince Young in the Wonderlick. I don't need this. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was wondering, what's your pick, Gabe? You sent me this beautiful hey, it's list, funny, though. and I'm like, what the hell is he, what's going on? <laughs> you know, you know, you know. what's funny, though, is all the talk about Wonderlicks now. Now that the draft is a couple hours away, no one's talking about Wonderlicks anymore. Hey, no one cares. Exactly. It's all irrelevant. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he did it. What? What? Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, I care. You know, and it, I love the irony of this, too. Uh, NFL general managers who are too stupid to log on, log to on Zoom a computer yep. and can't figure out, like, you know, to get their daughters off the Wi-Fi as they're doing an NFL mock draft are worried about someone else's intelligence level. <laughs> you mean also Jim Irsay is worried about, like, the guy's Wonderlick score? You mean the same Jim Irsay is driving around pilled up? <laughs> Yeah, Jim, I'd be worried about Jim Irsay plowing a car through it through a few yeah. domiciles. Like, you know, like, how many beers did John Elway had today? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're right. He has Coors like with his with his Cheerios. Uh, his, I like to be in John, John Elway's quarantine is fine. Exactly. He's got like this like you know massive Coors Light fridge. The best is I saw an interview with him. He's down like his shirt was so tight. Boiler like he had one of those beautiful dry like just. Like he he would have leaned Gabe, the shirt would have gone in half. Yeah, Elway's got a a drinking boiler cooking. Yeah, he likes his beers, buddy. Yeah, a man yeah, yeah. knows. <laughs> yeah, he does. All right, so we're on the clock right now. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down with Cam Stewart, Mark Lords, the legendary Mark Lords. Playbook.com will join us a little bit uh, later on. All right, let's just get down to business uh, and get to our bets. That's what people want. Um, let's give the people uh, what they want. All right, you wanted it, you got it. Let's start off uh, here. We've been pretty adamant with this prop, and we're sticking to our guns with this. The number hasn't moved as far as the uh, the position, but it has as far as the number is concerned. I got it in in the 160 range. He's bounced around so much. Uh, Jalen Hurts. So this is best bet official number one from Renzi here. Yeah. Jalen Hurts over 62 and a half. I do not believe that he's going to be taken in the first two rounds of this draft. Um, and hell, like uh, he can go 63, back-ended. I don't care, actually. You're the last pick of the second round. Fine. Knock yourself out. I don't think it happens. I think Jalen Hurts is a great football player. I think he's going to help a National Football League team. I think he'll be in the NFL for a while. Uh, but with all that being stated, I don't think he's getting taken in the first two rounds. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I did put my money where my mouth is. There's best bet number one uh, for me. Uh, Cam, Jalen Hurts over 62 and a half. Agreed. Jalen Hurts over 62 and a half was, will be bet by me. And I'm going to add to your Jalen Hurts party, Gabe. Look for it, guys, if you're on a couple different sites. Hurts third round pick plus 135. Hurts fourth round pick. Yeah, FanDuel has some Jalen Hurts round-by-round props. It's amazing. Up. So if he goes in the third, it's plus 135. If he goes in the fourth, it's plus 520. Split up the units, do it. If it happens, you make money. That will be added to the 62 and a half. Hertz in the third, plus 135. Hertz in the fourth, plus 520. All right, so, so we both agree. Jalen Hurts over 62 and a half. The bet has already been placed. Yep. Tristan Wirfs, over under eight and a half. He's been at eight and a half throughout this whole process for the most part. The only difference is it used to be eight and a half minus 120. Um, now, and that's the one thing, guys, a lot of draft props, it won't be 110. It'll be 120. It's not a game. Yeah, you know, sort exactly. of like um, NBA yeah. skills competitions, um, Taiwanese baseball. It's not 10 cent lines. Yeah. Yeah, not 10 cent lines. Um you might find one here or there, et cetera. But for the most part, you'll see it'll be minus 120. Um, all right, so, but worse, 
versus uh, over under eight and a half. Lyman out of Iowa. Some people are saying he's kind of vanilla and he's not versatile and he doesn't play multiple positions. Yeah, whatever, dude. People just like over overanalyze this stuff. He's a mountain of a man. He's he's rock solid. He's and the thing with him is he's played against elite competition, man. This guy's played, you know, he played against Chase Young a bunch of times. Like he's played against like all those Ohio State badasses over the years. He's played against elite competition in the Big Ten. He's a perfect fit for what the New York Giants need. Although I know the Giants want to drop back, and I think they could like some of these other defensive guys. Gettleman always thinks outside the box. If it isn't Gettleman that takes them, fine. I don't believe that Wirfs falls to nine. I think he's the first offensive lineman taken. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. It's the best bet. As Homer Simpson said, I'm putting my foot down, Marge. The foot's coming down. The foot's coming down. The foot's coming down on Tristan Wirfs under eight and a half, but you got to lay 60 cents. It's minus 160 now. I agree. That bet has already been made. And here's the thing why I like the bet. So even if the Giants don't take Wirfs at four, I don't think Arizona is going to pass up to him on eight if there's not crazy trades. So it'll be a switch. It's one of these guys, right? Wills or Wirfs? You could flip them. If the Giants take Wills, uh, Wirfs is going to be taken by Arizona because I believe they need a lineman. Love the bet. I'll eat the juice. Wirfs under eight and a half. Agreed. All right. And next, uh, this next play, it looks like uh, you and I, you and I are alone on this because uh, Tony, uh, Tony Pauline's got, uh, he's got two uh, uh, tanking and falling oh, okay. um, in, in this draft. And a lot of people do, you know, who the buzz is, you know, what did uh, Tannenbaum, it's irresponsible to take him in the top 10. Uh, well, when you worry about, uh, you know, being responsible on your TV hit on ESPN and let general managers worry about running their football team. You know, I'm, listen, I'm not going to put a ton on this. It's a sprinkle. It's plus 240. But I do believe that Tua is going to go in the top three and a half. And if, they, if, it, if he doesn't, then, hey, it is what it is. But it's a sprinkle. We sort of have the bigger unit plays. Like the Hertz bet's a top unit bet here. I love the Hertz bet over. I like the worst bet a lot. Tua plus 240, plus 250, under three and a half. That's a sprinkle bet. I'm betting it, but it's a sprinkle. Let's Me call too. it on a unit and a half unit. We'll call yeah. that one a half unit bet. I have two bets with Tua. I've already put $200 down on Tua. Second quarterback drafted minus 165. I'm thinking about maxing it out. That's a good uh, one. If I could find it again. I think it's that is my favorite bet of the draft, people. Tua, second quarterback taken, minus 165. If he's not, well, it's going to be another Super Bowl uh, day for me. Gabe's going to see me pretty sad and angry, and I'm going to have a lot of lost units. I'm smashing that. And a sprinkle oh, don't worry, though. You'll, you'll get your money back. Uh, the NHL's coming back, you hear? <laughs> yeah. In five or six locations. Yes. Yes, yes. Come watch hockey in five or six. Yes, game. It's going to be great. I, I, didn't, even bother. I didn't even bother <laughs> clicking. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and another thing, no offense. F no F offense to Andy Slater. And I got nothing against Andy Slater. Uh, no. But, yeah, well, when I hear Bob McKenzie, when I hear Bob <laughs> McKenzie break it, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Drager, one of these guys at least, yeah. that actually, or Elliot Friedman. Yeah, three guys. Uh, yeah. You know, some guy Slater, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, and you listen, he's he's like a Florida, he's a Florida reporter. Um, and it wasn't his words. Yeah. He said that the Florida Panthers president told him that they want to start in July in five or six locations. Not going to start. And I said, well, whatever. I'm, I, you know, I wanted to sleep with a lot of strippers and strip clubs that I've gone to before. <laughs> Didn't mean that I went home with them after camp. Good. Point. I like how they said they're looking at it. Yeah. yeah, just like I looked at the stripper. I'll give you a prediction, and I don't, I'm don't. i not an insider. I don't know anything. If hockey starts, it'll be around the August 14th, 15th uh, time. It will not happen in July. I don't believe that. But let's get back to football. Yeah, no, I just threw it out yeah. there because you yeah, said no, yeah, you'll like be that. out of money. Well, <laughs> yeah, like I said, the raccoon monkeys have been a nice bet, Cam. Uh, I'll send you some Taiwanese uh, baseball. <laughs> yeah, to a second quarterback. Come on, Gabe. Isn't that the best? Minus 165. That is like I'm thinking about going to TD Bank and can I get a loan out, please? Like if I lose this bet, I'll even go like, how did I lose it? Like, so who's going ahead of him? Herbert? I don't think so. So give, give me two. A second quarterback, minus 165 and a sprinkle. Well, exactly. Or three and a half. Pretty much 50. like 98% of the world thinks that somehow that uh, that two is tanking and falling out of the top 10 and all this. Not, not, not this guy and not you.
<laughs> no well, way. You, know, you got to stick to your guns. We talk about this when it comes to betting on the National Football League draft. You got to stick to the, your guns. Don't be uh, fooled and don't be intimidated uh, by things that you see online or other people's opinions. Don't have the uh, the herd um, the herd mentality uh, when it comes to this stuff. All right, so C.D. Lamb is over under 12 and a half right now. It's now minus 200 to the under. And that's crazy. Uh, you know, there's almost value to sprinkle a little bit on the over, but not really. I don't, you know what I mean? With this one, it's it, it's a tough one. It's it's a really how long are these general managers going to be able to resist before they start pulling the trigger on these wide receiver on the wide receivers? Which is going to be the first one to be taken? Are the Jets going to step up? Probably. And then it gets into Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb. You know, I think. I got to be honest. I think that Lamb and Judy are both going under 12 and a half. I've got both these guys going higher than other people do. A lot of people think they're going to wait. You've got that uh, wide receiver row, uh, so to speak, uh, Cam. The Jets are 11. Uh, You've got the 11, the Raiders at 12. Um, You've got that. San Francisco. San Francisco at 13. Um, Denver at 15. I think they're going to jump. Now, like I said, Tony Pauline disagrees and thinks that they're going to wait to 13 San Francisco. What do you think? Do you think the wide receiver, I don't think, and it, it, listen, that's the number, too. They're both at 12 and a half. So the odds makers are agreeing. They've got, th- they've got the yeah. cutoff. I don't think they last that long, Cam. I think somebody jumps up. The Browns will take one of them because they're stupid. Um, the Jets will take a wide receiver. The Raiders will take a wide receiver. And, and the floodgates will be on. I'm going to tell you this. That's why, you know, you got to show patience. And we talked about it, Gabe. Last week's when we did the show, we, we talked about Lamb. Me and you liked him, and I clicked it, plus 145. They're even money now. It's a pick So I don't need to do to screw around with 12 and a half, this and that. And I thought he was going to San Francisco at 13, too. He might go earlier to the Jets at 11. But you know what? I'm happy where I stand. If you know, Even if I lose, because Judy could be the first guy, but I'm getting Lamb in a pick situation at plus 145. That is on. not my best bet, but it will be bet. Too much value there. You know, I would take Lamb under the 12 and a half. I just, I'm, I can't do it at minus 200. That's the problem there. Jerry Judy, I'm going to go under. I'm, it's it's going to be a play for me, Cam. I'm going to go with the under 12 and a half. I think that, like I said, between between the Jags at nine, even though I said I think Chison could go to the Jags at nine, but either way, I like Chison under the 16 and a half. But Jerry Judy... Dude, you never know, man. Like, the Arizona Cardinals have Hopkins. They're crazy. Like, they might say, you know what, let's get Judy as well. Sort of like yeah. uh, Rid- like Ridley and Julio Jones. Yeah, they already, but they have Christian Kirk, too. Yeah, Another year, that's true. You know, that's maybe, true. He gets be- maybe he gets better. I'm just throwing teams out yeah. there that could do something weird. Yeah. Um, I don't think Carolina takes them. You're right. Arizona probably doesn't. They have Hopkins now. They need an offensive lineman. I don't think the Jags do. Because I think the Jags can get a wide receiver at 20 as well. But the potential is there. The Browns, weird team. I don't think they do it, but the potential is always there. But honestly, I think for Jerry Judy, he doesn't get past the Jets or the Raiders. I think the Raiders take Judy at 12 if the Jets don't. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like Judy, And it wouldn't shock me if the Jets took C.D. Lamb at 11. Yeah, I, I I have Lamb going to the Niners at 13, but that's just like in our fun little mocks. He could go to the Jets at 11. Who knows, Gabe? But you know, I'm just I'm just going with plus money. I wish you luck on that prop because I do believe Judy will be under. I, I agree with you. I think he'll probably go at 11, and you'll win that uh, bet by the hook. Yeah, I think 11 or 12, or by exactly by half uh, to 12 and a half to the Raiders. I think Jerry Judy to the Raiders is a perfect fit. This is the next one where I'm really thinking outside the box here. And I think we're getting a good number, actually. Who's taking Jeff Okuda in the top four? Uh, four is that not crazy that me and you both have him slipping? We didn't even talk to each other before we uh, did the show. Well, I have a good really naturally I a, break yeah. it down. Where is he going in the top four? He's not going one. He's not going two. They say Lions at three, but I told you. I'm They're already not ha- going to take yeah. a cornerback third overall. And I you know that Patricia won't do that. I, I agree. I, I, and I think they're going to trade that pick. And then the Giants aren't going to take him. Nope, they're taking Wills or worse. And I think Akuda goes, I told you in mine, I think he goes maybe to Miami at six. I have a little my little mock trade with the Chargers. I don't think the third position, I agree with you, it's too high. 
Uh, you, you And you have them going to, to 10, to Cleveland. So we both love the over three. What is it, over three and a half? Yeah, I'm in. Four and a half. Oh, four and a half? Well, well that plus tells 100. you. Plus 100. That tells you something. The Lions are not drafting him. I feel better about my Tua bet now or something weird happening there. Uh, yes, Akuda over four and a half. I have him six. You have him 10. Both of us sold. Yeah, I, I just agree. don't I don't see where – and listen, he's a very good football player, and he's the highest-rated defensive back on the board. And he is going to be a high pick, but he can still be a high pick, and you still win your bet. Like I said, it wouldn't shock me if Carolina took him at seven. Carolina could take him at seven. Jacksonville could take him at nine. Yeah, uh, There's a lot of teams that could take him, right? Um, I don't think Miami or, or the Chargers are the ones that, to do it, but – you know what? Um, Arizona, you know, they've got defensive issues as well, not just on the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, right. If he's right? there so, at nine, they might take him. Like Akuda, Akuda's got a lot of avenues that he could go. He can go to Arizona at eight. He can go to Jacksonville at nine. Um, and you know, the prop is only four and a half. So there's a lot of wiggle room here. Basically, you're just betting on that. We almost know. You see, the Akuda bet, you can isolate this. Yeah, doesn't go to Detroit, you win. Well, yeah, because basically you know. He's not going to Cincinnati, so that's one pick out of the way. He's not going to Washington, that's two out of the way. The Giants probably don't take him. You never really know uh, with Gettleman, but they probably aren't going to be taking him. So then it's just, well, are the Detroit Lions taking him? And I don't think they do, actually. I, you know, I it could be, A DB, you can't really build your defense around as much, it's sort of like a you plug in a DB on an already good defense. Now, they did lose Darius Slay. Yeah. I could just see them going more like Derrick Brown, like the Lions, or even an Isaiah Simmons if 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 he was there when, uh, when they were drafting. But either way, I like Jeff Okuda over four and a half. Uh, Jedrick Wills is now eight and a half. It's plus 150 to the over, and that's enough to have me interested to sprinkle on the over a little bit. Because I believe it's not a guarantee that he's a second lineman taken. I think Andrew Thomas could be the second lineman taken. And just because I think Mekhi Becton, you can't write him off either. At plus 150, it's worth a sprinkle that Wills goes over eight and a half, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not betting that. I think it's. I, I think they both just make it under. I think Wirfs is the pick to the Giants at four. And I believe Arizona, you know, they will play it safe and pick Wills if he's available at eight. So. Hold back. Hold that's on. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with more of our best bets. Get on the grid. SB Nation Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues, as does a countdown to the National Football League draft. We're on the clock. Mark Lawrence will be stepping up and in. Uh, but, uh, Cam, you were talking about that Jedrick uh, Wills. You were talking about the eight and a half. I said, hold that thought. And thing with Wills is, listen, he could go in the top eight. And a lot of people, you know, it's a big debate right now whether it's going to be him that gets drafted first or Tristan Wirfs that gets drafted first. Tony Pauline thinks that Andrew Thomas is actually going to be the second lineman taken. And remember, I brought it up earlier in the week about a plus 700. I thought there was some value that potentially Andrew Thomas was the first lineman taken. Uh, in the draft. So Wills is kind of a toss-up to me. Does he go to Arizona? Because you're sort of locking yourself in there that he's going to end up going to the Arizona Cardinals with the eighth pick at plus 150. That plus 50 cents has me interested to say over. It's a sprinkle bet for me. Half a unit play. Sprinkle on the over. Jedrick Wills, what's your take, Cam? Where are you going with Yeah, I'm not making this bet game. I think it's too close to call, but I have Wirfs under, and we talked about this before. I'm not changing my stance either. 
If worse goes forward to the Giants, I believe Arizona will draft him. They have to protect Kyler Murray. You have Hopkins in there now. It's essential that you give Murray time. He looked like he broke down last year, too. Arizona's notoriously had a horrible line. Everybody in that division, you watch the games. Seattle ate him up with Clowney. Bosa and the uh, Niners killed him. He looked like he was trying game, but he was totally out of gas and beat down. You need to protect an asset that talented. They're not going to screw around. They can get their other guys later. It's Wirfs or Wills. So I think if Wirfs goes forward to the Giants, I got him at eight uh, to Arizona. Not making the bet, but I do have Wirfs under four and a half. So I might as well do Wills under. But you're right. The juice makes it attractive to the over. It's kind of switched the bet a bit. Very, very difficult. There's a lot of love on Andrew Thomas uh, right now. There is. Uh, he's moving up the board. I remember a lot of people had him going to Tampa at 14. I've seen Miami people think he's going to be the first guy taken in a couple mocks now. Yes. It's crazy, I know. I'm like, yeah, what? Tony, Tony Pauline's got him going fifth overall to, to the Miami Dolphins. Wow. If the Dolphins shake things up and don't take a quarterback, like I think there's that possibility that they don't, I think they take Derrick Brown. I think Derrick Brown's the guy that they'll end up uh, taking. After Chase Young, he's that guy. People aren't really talking about how good this kid is uh, out of Auburn. Uh, but as far as Andrew Thomas is concerned, right now his prop is 11 and a half. 11 and a half. Under. And, and listen, the Jets are in play for him too, dude. Yes, they are. Everyone's talking about the Jets, um, you know, and getting a skill position player. I don't know. You look at, like, uh, Joe Douglas now coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles. He wasn't in control of last year's draft. He, this is almost the first time the Jets have had a real smart player personnel guy um, that, you know, is in charge. And last year, it was very dysfunctional. It was basically, it was uh, Chris Johnson, who is uh, Woody's son, the owner of the Jets. Woody. Woody. <laughs> uh, or brother, excuse brother, me. Brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. Younger Same. brother. Yeah, yes. younger, yeah, younger yeah. brother. Sons, Woody. brothers, yeah, yeah. All this yeah. nepotism <laughs> gets me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the nepotism. Yes, yes. Brothers, sons, and whatever. Every damn team in the NFL, it's all brothers and sons now. Yes, family. Uh, so, yeah, the younger brother, Chris, he was sort of handling things, but then they had Adam Gase. Mm. And, like, Gase didn't want Lev Bell, but the deal nope. was already done, and you know what I mean? So at least now they're coming in with more of a structure um, here. And I don't know. I don't see, like, if you look at Philadelphia, they never really drafted wide receivers all that much. Like, Douglas seems to me to be a meat and potatoes guy. And... Sam Darnold's not mobile. No. Like, you know what I mean? Sam, Sam Darnold's not mobile, and you need to keep this kid upright because if the, the pocket collapses, he rolls out, he throws the ball into the ground, he throws interceptions, he throws it high out of bounds, et cetera. He can't really extend plays, so you better protect him. So that's why I, I'm not surprised that Andrew Thomas is at 11 and a half right now. Um, at minus, it's minus 200 to the under, which yeah. tells you the odds makers, the bookmakers are really starting to think that Thomas is going to go under 11, and I, I, I'm starting to buy into that, Cam. I'm going to say Will's over. I don't want to lay minus 200 with Thomas, though. It's, it's not a smart bet at minus 200. No, if you could find a way to par parlay with something. But I'm going to tell you, Gabe, he is going under 11 and a half. So think about it. People have him now going to Miami in mocks. Uh, I don't, Arizona could take him. Cleveland, I have in my mock at 10. Thomas, as I told you before, like the Jets, you said it. There's so many opportunities. And if this guy's skyrocketing up the board, I can't see him lasting till 12. The juice is crazy, but there's no way. I, I agree with the under. It's a great bet, but the juice makes me want to stay away from it. But I think it's pretty close to a lock that he goes under 12. Um, so we talked about Chison, a kid out of LSU camp. I'm going to roll the dice on this. Uh, I'm getting plus 100 that he goes under 16 and a half. I like that. And, you know, it's funny because these numbers we talk about, we've been talking about it for the last month or so, guys. All these numbers with the NFL draft, they really are set on what the media is saying and what mock drafts are saying. And a good example is, look, he's 16 and a half. Why? Because a million mock drafts have him going 17 to the Dallas Cowboys. And trust me, the Dallas Cowboys aren't the only team out there that knows this kid is a monster <laughs> talent. All right. And they also know about the monster upside, that he hasn't played a lot of football before. He's a good character guy. He's played in big games. He's played well in big games. He's a national champion. He's got a great pedigree. There's just He's well coached. There's, like a lot, there's a lot to like about this kid. I don't think 16 general managers will pass. This is the type of kid that's going to be good for years to come for you. That's why I like the Jags. The Jags are the type of team that seem to find these young defensive players. 
Then he gets good. He gets pissed off. He wants money and he leaves in three, four years, whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm going to sprinkle on it, though. I'm going to bet on it. Chison under 16 and a half, Cam. Yeah, under I, 16 and a half. I agree with you. And it's interesting, Gabe. When you look at the Jags, what do they do when they draft great defensive players? It used to be a University of Florida factory, SEC guys, right? LSU. Yeah, yeah. They, have a, they have a pipeline to the SEC. You can say what you want about Jacksonville, but they had a great defense. If not for Blake Bortles, a stupid, stupid selection, things these guys could have gone to a Super Bowl. Oh, like, yeah, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their defense was amazing. Remember right? I went on my regional rant uh, earlier? Yeah. Yeah, where did Blake Bortles play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. UCF. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, bad things in Orlando, people. Stay away. Me and Gabe if went you there. Draft, bad you know, Like I talked about, <laughs> oh, I don't like when people talk about, well, he's a West Coast kid, so he should play yeah. on a West Coast NFL team. Um, that That's the thing. And it's another thing as well. It's not just like the, the regional thing, Cam, or the, the weather thing for me. It's also the local school thing. Look at the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are a great example of that. The Raptors, like, used to want to get, like, oh, they're going to get Andrew Wiggins and they're going to yeah. draft any Canadian player. Messiah Ujiri is like, no. Like, if you're good, you're on the team. If not, I don't, I don't take players because of where you're from. And look how successful the Raptors have been with that. When I lived in Los Angeles, it was unfortunately when Hank, Gather, Hank Gathers passed away, Loyola Marymount, and Hank Gathers was supposed to be the big-time draft pick, Right. But he passed away, and then Bo Kimball, his yep. stock rose after the NCAA tournament. And Bo Kimball, um, even though he was from Philadelphia, Bo Kimball, and Hank Gathers were both from Philadelphia, they both, like, they were buddies, and they both went to Los Angeles to play for Lyle and Marymount. So they were local heroes in L.A. Massive pressure on the Clippers, who had the second pick in the draft, to take him. They did. He, no. he wasn't a good NBA player. No, he was not. Great college player. Um, you know, Lonzo Ball and the Lakers. If Lonzo Ball didn't play at UCLA and LeVar's father isn't in Los Angeles running his mouth all the time, the Lakers don't take him. <laughs> and listen, Lonzo's turned out to be okay. He's been better since he's gone to the Pelicans. Yeah, away from Los Angeles. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, Blake Bortles. So <laughs> Blake Blake Bortles, the UCF, ooh, local kid, will bring him in. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, whatever. That doesn't always uh, work out, but... I like the Chison pick under so the 16 I. and a half. And I do agree with you as far as the SEC pipeline is concerned uh, for, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, a wide receiver. This is interesting, Cam. Here's the one guy, uh, we'll pardon the pun here, but the rugs has never been pulled out from under him. There's been no movement with rugs at all. Yeah, there's been no movement. That's cheesy. I love it, Gabe. I love yeah. those jokes. The, the rug hasn't is, been pulled the, out from under. The rugs has not been pulled out. No, you're right. His number hasn't changed. He's, He's been, been 13 steady. and a half. Yep, steady. And it's minus 120. It's yep. not like, oh, it's 180 now or there's this or that. No one's really talking about him. He's just sitting there at 13 and a half right now. I believe he goes over. I do too. And it's not that it's like I don't like him, but I think he goes right over there. Boom. Denver Broncos 15 or maybe Jacksonville 20 or someone else. But yeah, I don't I, I don't think he goes in the top 13. I agree with you 100 percent. I think out of the wide receivers, Judy and Lamb are better than him. Uh, That's and, a good point. Like they're much they're They're better than one pick better. You know what I mean, Ken? Yeah. Like Judy and Lamb are 12 and a half. They're and picked. it's like, yeah, somebody's going to jump and take one of these guys. Rugs isn't Rugs in that comp. Like Rugs right. should be like, I, I we could be wrong, but I think the Rugs prop should be 17 and a half, 16 and a half, 18. You know what I mean? He should be with Jefferson. I think Rugs is being overrated by the book, but well, time will tell. We'll know in a few hours. Yeah, I think Rugs will go. I think Denver makes sense, and I agree, Gabe. But I don't. I I, I like that bet. I think the it's going to be Lamb and Judy. Wherever, which way you could, they're, they're basically a pick. I'm, you're right. This guy might even slip into the low 20s, as you said. Probably taken at 15, but you got a little bit of wiggle room. I like the play. All right. So speaking of rugs, being a wide receiver, I'm I'm sticking to my guns on this one as well, Cam. Total wide receivers taken in the first round, over under five and a half. I'm saying uh, under. You know, we've broken it down. I just don't see them uh, getting. I don't see them getting to uh, to six. I just don't see them getting to six and. The number is plummeting, though. It's plus 135. Yeah, I used to get plus 180. That ship has sailed. <laughs> Unlike every other cruise ship that's been docked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that ship has sailed. You're right. Man, that's frustrating. Down to plus, there's not going to be six guys taken. We've been through uh, this. 
I'm telling you, Gabe, it's one of those things like Lamb, Judy, Rugs. We Jefferson, talk about it. Maybe it's a, Mims. Yes, it's and, uh, yeah, Mims and, and Higgins in the second. It's like those things, Gabe. It's like we talk about. You know, you got to wait for the ticket to cash, or whatever. Like at the start, there were some crazy props at crazy numbers that have have shit. Like it's insane. If you actually like the stuff that we liked originally, we would have a bunch of those bets, and we'd have them all at plus money. Well, Cam, I got a bet in last night at about four a.m. Oh yeah, staying over, up late. <laughs> over at Bet Three Six Five. Nice, nice. <laughs> I got in on our boy Hot Rod Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh yeah, Rodrigo. I laid one sixty three. That was the number that was originally posted. Yep. We moved the number, 225. Oh, good work. Good work. Yeah, well, like that's, that's us in this show because I didn't. there wasn't anyone out there that talked about the first kicker off the board prop. Yeah, and a lot of our listeners. And a lot of books don't have it, but Bet365 yeah. does. Like, we can operate with, you know, yeah. Bet365s, DraftKings, yeah. uh, PointsBet, um, FanDuel. So these, our, yeah, yeah these are the crops, the, you know, the, the, the crop of sports books that we're using in the New York, New Jersey and uh, Las Vegas areas, the the legal recognized uh, sports books um, here. So not all of them have this prop up. That's why it's good to have multiple accounts in different books, especially at this time of the year. And it's for something like this with the draft because there's so many different props that different books are gonna have different options for. But I still like it at minus 225. Blankenship's gonna be the only kicker taken. Yeah, he could be. And uh, I should have got on that one earlier when you broke it up. The Thing about Blankenship, you're getting a good number as we talked about. He missed some big kicks last year, but his years prior have been absolutely fantastic. I think he also, there was a lot of stuff going on with that Georgia team game with Fromm, and they looked like they lost concentration, the loss to the South Carolina Gamecocks. There were some issues there. Blankenship will be ready for the NFL. Uh, I agree with that pick. I, I can't see anybody else really being that guy, so that bet makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'd lay it up to probably almost 3-1. to one. I think it's very close to being a lock. Um... Our boy Roe checks in late here. What up, Roe? Rucker's Row in the house. Rucker's representing. Do we think CD Lamb is going to go before Judy or is it a complete toss up? Yeah, man. Uh, complete, complete toss up, bro. They're both listed at 12 and a half, man. It, it really is. I don't see value betting it. I know you got it at plus 145, so I don't have a problem with that, Cam. But right now, yeah. it's just such a toss up. It's minus 120, plus 100. No. no uh, not a ton of value uh, there. A lot of people, um, a lot of people are firing away on the on this uh, on this draft right now, and we're seeing that it is going to be the biggest bet draft ever. Not a surprise, uh, Ken. Nope, not a surprise at all, Gabe. Uh, I'm going to say though, be careful. Like Gabe and I, we have a lot of bets, but we've been confident in them for the last couple of weeks. We've been breaking down this to hell. We've been doing it for like a month, and I'll tell you. The parity of this draft is insane between the offensive linemen, the receivers. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Like, the separation before, it'd be like a couple picks and then, boom, a group of other guys. This one, like, from the first to second round, you can make a case, like, in almost every position, right, Gabe? Like, it is insane how close a lot of these are. But one more for you guys. If you can parlay something, I do find this is a very good bet. The two locks I like is Cole Komet from Notre Dame to be the first tight end and McKinney to be the first safety. I parlayed them to yep. even money. Komet and McKinney, even. If you if you could find that on your book, you might have to lay 20 or 30 cents now because I did it a while ago, Gabe. Those are two locks. I don't see anybody. Uh, Komet is like minus 350 to be the first tight end, and McKinney's like minus 240 now. Delpit slipped. So th that, that's a parlay I could really deal with, one of my bigger plays. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, over under 40, four and a half. Let's just fire off on the way out here. Rapid fire, rattle through the player positions uh, right now. J.K. Dobbins, 44 and a half. I don't think he's going to go that high. I under. like him. I like under. You do? You think he's going to get taken yeah, that high? Damn right I do. I think I, I, I think he could be the uh, second running back uh, off the board. Um, I, to be honest with you, I like him more than Swift, but that's just me. And shout out to Jonathan Taylor, actually. Jonathan Taylor. Taylor Taylor's awesome. Jonathan Taylor, great player. He's already signed. Uh, he signed like an endorsement deal with a pizza, a pizza franchise in the Midwest, and uh, he got four locations out of it. He's uh, like the owner. That's how you do it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's that, that's a LeBron influence, a little Blaze yeah. Pizza <laughs> magic wearing off on, on some of the young guys coming into the league right now. Jonathan Taylor's draft position, thirty-seven and a half cap. So you. I like both of them under. 
So what, you think there's going to be a, uh, a rush to these running backs early in the second round? You, you read my mind, Gabe. Late, late, one might go in the first late, and the other one will go early second. Ding, 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 ding. You can't leave these. Ta- you can't leave a talent like Jonathan Taylor on the board that long. Sorry, I know running backs. Ooh, dime a dozen, but nah. Sometimes you got to be smart. You need a good back, and that guy's a game changer. All right, I can't believe uh, that we're already uh, out of time. It's been a been a blast breaking down the National uh, Football League uh, draft camp. We got Mark Lawrence joining us in a couple of minutes. Awesome. Mark will have the uh, the final say, so to speak. Uh, playbook.com. Uh, um, but uh, Cam, may the winners be yours. I look and forward to yours. breaking it down tomorrow with you. Hopefully our uh, our accounts are a little bit bigger. God knows we all need it right now. <laughs> Get these stimulus checks uh, you know, still in the mail. Exactly. I'm waiting, buddy. Yeah, good luck. I hope we can nail some winners. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, I believe it was the rock band Kiss that said, you want the best, you got the best. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Game Time Decisions continues. SB Nation, radio loudest station in the nation as we follow Scotty Farrell throwing it down right here on SB Nation Radio weekdays at 6. We promised Mark Lawrence from the playbook. And uh, we told you that uh, Mark's been banging the National Football League draft uh, for years. Great uh, track record of accuracy in the National Football League draft. In the last four years, uh, Mark has accurately named 94 of the 127 players selected in the first round of the NFL draft with 22 players, nine last season, uh, selected by their designated teams. Pending trades, um, we're gonna uh, break down uh, what Mark Lawrence has come up with with his final edition of the mock draft. And I'll tell you, uh, you have a higher track record. Uh, Mel Kuyper uh, got seven last year, <laughs> so you got nine. The year before, he only got two. And I like Mel Kuyper, but it's very tricky, Mark Lawrence, uh, getting into the minds of unpredictable National Football League general managers. But, Mark, it's great to catch up with you. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing just great, Gabe. I hope you're doing well right now, being locked down as we all are. But uh, as I was talking to your producer before we went on the air, we're all looking forward to this draft for something at least to get our teeth into. Yeah, I don't know who's in it worse right now, Mark. I'm in New York, New Jersey, right in the, in the, in the hub of the virus. And uh, you're in Florida which uh, nothing needs to be added after this, right? So I think we're both in danger. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we're, <laughs> that's, you know. That's the, like, we have something in common. We're both in danger. Well, let me put it this way, Gabe. If the virus was in part of the draft, we'd be number one and number two picks is what we'd be. Right? <laughs> yeah, we're on the top of the board. George, George is coming on right now. George is coming on, but uh, that's, that's besides the point. All right, so let's jump in here uh, right now. Uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow to Cincinnati, Chase Young uh, to Washington, Jeff Okuda uh, to Detroit, Isaiah Simmons, uh, New York. Where do things start to get crazy uh, for you? As you, you know, you seem to be thinking sort of inside the mold uh, right now, Mark. And I'll start here with you. I'll throw two at you right now. It seems like every, you know, the majority of our guests are sort of saying two is too brittle. You can't take him in the top 10. He's not a franchise quarterback because of the injuries. I don't buy it. I think he is a franchise quarterback, and I think he's going to be a star. I look at him like almost like this year's Lamar Jackson, where there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be dead wrong, and there's going to be a lot of highlight reels run at the end of the year, in my opinion. Well, Gabe, if the injuries had not occurred, especially the hip injury, he would have been the number two-pick or three-pick in this this draft here. Remember, he was 22-2 and two at Alabama, and until the hip went bad on him, he was everybody's choice. He's the reason tanking for Tua was going on in Miami down here before all this stuff hit the fan, if you will. I have him going number five to the Dolphins. I don't think Miami's giving up on them for one main reason. It's because Miami doesn't want to make the same mistake with that they made with Drew Brees. The year they could have drafted Drew Brees, they opted out because of uh, what appeared to be a bum shoulder. They took Duante Culpepper instead. They've still got that egg on their face. They're not going to live that down. And the fans will be livid down here in Miami if they don't take Tua, Tua number five, to Miami. 
And ironically enough, who was the coach? It was Nick Saban, right? Yes, it was. Nick Saban was the head coach. Exactly right. And, you know, and Nick Saban know. brought that story up, and he stated that it was, you know, it changed everything. And well, the teams, teams are going to regret it. So you're down there in Florida right now. You've got um, in northern Florida, you got the, the Brady madness. Yet the Miami Dolphins really could be poised to really stockpile some talent here, Mark. Three picks in the first round. Hard to screw this up. So you think they – my deal with this is I think the Chargers like Tua. This is sort of my my own gut feel here that the Chargers like Tua and are going to jump the Dolphins. So that's the thing. Can the Dolphins comfortably just sit at five and no one's going to jump them? I wouldn't be surprised if Miami jumps to three to ensure that, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know I don't think they can even want to think about that possibility happening. And everything we're doing about the mock draft. Like, imagine the embarrassment, Mark, in Miami for Stephen Ross and everything. Well, we were going to take two, but the Chargers traded up on us at the last second. Well, you, why didn't you know what I mean? If you really like them, I'm with you, Mark. I think they might think we can't take this chance. What if the Chargers trade up right before us? And you know the Lions and Giants are open for business, Mark. Unquestionably, they are. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if that's the first big announced trade in the draft tomorrow night involving the trade with the Miami Dolphins. There are other teams, that, like you mentioned, the Chargers are going to be hungry for a quarterback, and Tua would look awfully nice in a Charger uniform. They need spark in Los Angeles. They need attendance. They need some fan support. Yeah. And Tua, Tua would do just that. But Miami needs to rebuild itself, reinvent itself. And, uh, you know, remember, this football team finished the season real well last year. Uh, they closed out the, a strong second half of the football season here. Probably played themselves out of the Tua play, if you will, but I think the trade is looming. I'd be stunned if Miami doesn't walk away without Tua Tagovailoa. Now, just, so Justin, Justin Herbert, you have him fall into the Chargers. Do you think they... This is their quarterback. They've been talking about, no, Tyrod Taylor's our guy. Tyrod Taylor's our guy. And let's not forget, I mean, there's another guy out there, Jameis Winston. Can you believe that Jameis Winston still doesn't have a job, Mark? Well, you look at his stats, you can understand why. If you put tape over the name of the player, you know, he's a pick machine. Uh, but he was the first pick of the draft the year he did come out. He'll be playing somewhere, but that'll all be settled after this draft. It'll yeah. determine where his landing spot will be. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chargers, if the Dolphins don't box them out, go after Herbert here. He's got, uh, he's got NFL mentality. He's very, very astute, very intelligent quarterback, not very accurate uh, in, in, in the manner in which he throws the football. But you know, Gabe, we talked about his record at Oregon. When he played, they were terrific, and when they didn't, they weren't. So I think he's legitimate. I think he's the number two, uh, number three choice, I should say, in the quarterback draft this year. Derek Brown, an interesting player, a uh, very talented defensive tackle out of Auburn. The prop for him is seven and a half, and you've got him going uh, to the Carolina Panthers. Be hard-pressed to see the Panthers not going defense here, right, with Matt Rule. I mean, they just gave all this money to McCaffrey. You bring in Teddy Bridgewater. You've got a nice core of young wide receivers already with Samuels and with, uh, with, with, with Moore and company. I mean, they could use a tight end, obviously, uh, losing Greg Olson as well. Uh, but with Matt Rule, you got to believe that he goes defense here. I think he goes defense, and I'd be shocked if it's not Derek Moore, as you mentioned here. He knows where he has to build the team from this point forward after the offseason additions that he made. It's going to start with the defense here, and it looks to be of all the defensive linemen, Derek Moore stands head and shoulders on top. Um, so the thing, you know, one, one thing is Jacksonville. We've been talking about Jacksonville a lot. So you got Jedrick Wills going uh, eighth overall, Derek Brown going seventh uh, to the Carolina Panthers. Jacksonville at nine, that's the team that's all over the place. And when I was looking at my mock draft and I, I was looking at them, I'm thinking, man, this is a hard team to predict. Do they, and they have the 20th pick as well, right? So do they, they don't need to take one of those wide receivers with the ninth pick. They can wait. They can handle that a little bit later on. They have a lot of defensive needs. They can go a lot of different directions. You've got them going uh, with, with Henderson, the defensive back, out of um, out of Florida, I think they're going to surprise people. I was thinking the kid Shison out of LSU jumps up a little bit in this draft, Mark. His prop is 16 and a half, but you've got Henderson going nine to Jacksonville, which would put him under his number with his prop. Yeah, I think he's going to be highly sought after uh, in this particular draft here, Gabe. And a lot of LSU players are going to be uh, uh, really in demand. So too are the Alabama players, but. 
I think this is the move, uh, the one uh, move I'm going to elevate somebody. It's going to be Henderson in this particular spot. Now, the wide receivers are interesting. C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, the books are going back and forth on who goes first here. Do you like one of them better than the other, Mark? I think, uh, you know, I think you could put a blanket over them, and uh, it wouldn't matter who you chose. I think uh, they're all uh, one of another. But I think uh, John Gruden really likes C.D. Lamb from everything that I've read, and I think he'd be very, very popular in Las Vegas. Uh, and I think he'll be the first wide receiver selected from the, uh, from the crew. One note in the wide receivers here, they're very, very strong, very, very deep. And I like one prop here particularly. It's the wide receivers that go under five and a half picks in this first round. And my rationale is simply this. If you look at the since 2000 wide receivers, there have been an average of 3.75 wide receivers taken in the first round. And if you take a look, uh, only three times have there been more than five of those since 2000. Also, general managers know that there are going to be a plethora of good wide receivers available in the second round of this draft. I think they're going to address their needs first. Hence, I think the wide receivers go under five and a half. Yeah, I'm in a complete agreement with you. They're, the wide receiver class is so deep uh, this year, and they're all, they're all the same, generally. I mean, you've got guys you can get in the second and third round that might end up being better than the guys that you're going to you know, end up taking in the first round. I agree with you. The number is plummeting right now. Last week, check mark, it was plus 135 uh, only, plus 135. And you can get that in like plus 175, plus 180 earlier in the week. You know, where are the six wide receivers coming from? I agree. We know that C.D. Lamb's going to be a first-round pick. We know that Jerry Judy's a lock to be a first-round pick. Um, uh, Ruggs, people aren't talking about Ruggs so much, but I think Ruggs, Ruggs is so fast. He's going to get drafted. The Alabama pedigree, et cetera. I kind of got him going to Denver at, uh, at 15, and I see you do as well, Ruggs, going to 15. Then you get Jefferson in the mix. At, you know, see, he could be the fourth guy, fourth wide receiver taken. A lot of people have him going to Philadelphia, including yourself. And then even if we get into Denzel Mims, and I'm not sure Denzel Mims is going to be a first-round pick. And then, you know, T. Higgins is more of a second-round guy as well. I don't see how we get to six, uh, Mark. I don't either. I think it would be a force and it would be a stretch. There have to be a lot of need for teams that have expressed need for wide receivers. But then again, that thinking that I mentioned, the general managers knowing that there's still going to be a bunch of them available in the second round. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, interesting. They bring in Tom Brady uh, and now uh, the uh, Gronk. The Gronk experience is back right now. Now, listen, they've had offensive line problems and they've also got defensive issues as well. Uh, but they've had offensive line. The skill position players are good. They can use a running back. Uh, but the skill position players are good. We know they need a lineman. Gronk is a good blocking tight end. So you know that's one of the, the, the things that he's being brought in to help protect Tom Brady. But they can still use a big, fresh, mean kid. A lot of people had Andrew Thomas going uh, to Tampa at 14. I'm not sure he's still going to be there uh, anymore. What do you make of the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers uh, market? Uh, do they go with Mackay Becton then, the other? Because it seems to be the, 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 the big four. And Mackay Becton's a monster of a kid, man. He's like six, seven and a half, this kid. Big mo monster of a man out of uh, Louisville. I think he slips down to the number 14 slot here, Gabe. I know the Cleveland Browns have the biggest need for a tackle. And I got them circling in Tristan Wirfs from, uh, if you will, from Iowa here. He had a terrific, terrific camp, did Wirfs. And remember, the general manager of the Browns, Eric Berry, was with Philadelphia last year when they drafted Andre Dillard, who had the highest spark rating of any offensive lineman. So, too, does Wirfs from Iowa in this particular draft. That's who I think the Browns have got their eye on. If they do that, I think Becton falls to Tampa at number 14. they got to do that to protect Tom Brady to keep him upright. So it's interesting. So you're talking about Wirfs, and I've got Wirfs going fourth overall uh, to the New York Giants. And God knows, man, Danny Dimes needs some help, all right? He's going to be Danny <laughs> Pennies before it's all said and done. Uh, this kid's going to get flattened more than Jimmy Hoffa out there. <laughs> so, but Gettleman's always unpredictable, and they do need defensive help as well. Linebacker is an issue for the New York Giants. So I think they go worse, but you've got Isaiah Simmons going forth to the Giants, which would put him under his prop as well. Well, I think he's a, he's a franchise-type uh, player on defense, uh, either a linebacker or a safety, and his Sparks number was terrific as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see Cleveland make a move to trade up for Simmons. In fact, he's that good. He's that well-respected. 
I just don't think he's going to slip far enough down uh, down the road. And if he doesn't slip, if he does go up early, that would then lead Wirfs to be available for the Browns at 10. It's a unique situation, isn't it, Mark? You look like you're a GM. You're ready to go, actually. You're in the in the playbook <laughs> war room uh, right I'm now? In the playbook war room right now. I'm part of this virtual draft game. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because did, you, did you tell Mrs. Lawrence, right, get off the Internet? Uh, I've got to make a pick because <laughs> – Man, I, you know, you've seen it all. You've been around a long time, but I guess you never thought you'd see the day we have a virtual draft, huh? Unbelievable. I mean, I want to see what Roger Goodell's basement looks like. That's what I'm looking to see. Yeah, uh, what's he going to show us? And I've been talking about this, Mark, because there's a lot of people having fun with it, and there's even uh, there's even contests out there about Roger Goodell getting booed, right? And, you know, people are like, well, it's, he's not going to get booed for the first time ever to draft it. I think it would be <laughs> funny if he got his wife or his kids or something to boo him. Just to, you know, I, just to get that feel going. I'd love that or if they piped in some viewing even just to make him feel at home. Yeah, yeah so. piped into booing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good <laughs> point. Maybe maybe ESPN and the NFL Network will do it. I think they're actually merging their broadcast, actually. Nice. Due to the yeah, due to the um due to the unique situations, right? Like usually they have their own unique they'll have their own announcers, they'll have their own panels, etc. But normally they have different shots. They're sharing the same camera feed. Oh boy. So basically, it'll be the same, you know, the, the same feed. But, you know, we'll see what happens after, Mark. I mean, this is this is almost, it's nice. This week has been nice to almost have that sense of normalcy just to talk about an NFL draft. But as soon as this draft is over, then reality kicks in again. And we wonder if there is going to be football or where and when it's going to be played. Yeah, we're all worrying about that, Gabe, right now. In fact, I'm hard at work doing the Playbook Football Preview Guide magazine. I'm moving forward as as if there will be a football season. I'm very, very positive. I'm a glasses-half-full kind of a guy. So we're going to have the Playbook Football Guide magazine out there at the end of June, whether there's a football season or not. We're that knee-deep into it, and we're just not going to stop. You're going to be you're going to be ready. Well, like we said, you're in Florida. I think every league in the world will be in your backyard soon. Right? Well, like they're, they're, you guys are open for business. The UFC's going to Florida. WWE's an essential business. <laughs> yeah, that's just provided that, uh, like we opened the show with, uh, you're number one, I'm number two as far as the coronavirus goes. So if we can keep that baby out of here, that could be a real reality. Yeah, I know. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, if you guys set up every league in the world in Florida over the summer, <laughs> be, you know, then, then we could have a little bit, little bit of a problem. All right, we got less than a minute uh, here, Mark. So... What's the uh, the bold prediction, the Mark Lawrence playbook bold prediction on the way out? So you can say, I told you so, when we look back on this 10 years from now. When you say bold prediction, B-O-W-L or B-O-L-D? Yeah, let's go with uh, with the D, bold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the bold prediction from this NFL football draft? Well, the bold prediction would be that, uh, obviously, that uh, Joe Burrow does not go number one. That would be ridiculous, though, because that guy's got unbelievable talent and ability. You know, he was a all-state high school basketball player, Mr. Ohio in basketball. He could have been an NBA basketball player. And he's got a photographic memory. He's going to be a true star in the National Football League. But I think uh, the big bold prediction in the National Football League draft is that the New England Patriots draft a quarterback. It's very unbuilt. Belichick likes to do that, but I think uh, if Jordan Love is available. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.